The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 277 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. A celebration of local, national, and international performing artists is returning to Oklahoma City. Theater Crude Fringe Festival is taking place in person and virtually from September 15th through the 24th. Joining us to talk about the event are organizers Jenny, Adam Brand, along with artists Lauren Lepke and Ashley Mandanis. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. So for those who don't know, Adam, tell us what is the Theater Crude Fringe Festival? It is 10 days of theatrical adventure. Um, So locals would be familiar or should be familiar with the Dead Setter Film Festival. Mm -hmm. It's a very similar concept, but we do live performance art instead of film. So uh, yeah, you can check out all different kinds of performances got horror we've got absurdism ex- uh magicians spoken word dance yeah anything and everything under the sun that we could find we're bringing to you uh in a non-stop fashion for 10 days and the the, the shows though are short correct yes every production is an hour or less so every night there are three to i think saturday we do seven So when you come on by, um, we encourage you to stick around for at least two performances. It's like watching a two-act play where the first act has nothing to do with the second (laughs) act. Uh, But that's the type of adventure we like, and we like presenting. And uh, we hope everybody else in Oklahoma City enjoys the the craziness as well. My wife was kind of asking about it, and I said it's kind of like back when I was in high school, we did the one-act play contests throughout the state. And that's really kind of what I put it to, is just a bunch of one-act plays. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar. Um, I guess the difference is that this is uh, out in the wild world, and so it is um, not... Uh, kept any content restraints that might be present in a uh, one act festival put on by a university or a high school. Um, We are, we're all adults, which means you can find um, kid friendly things all the way to not kid friendly things and comedy to horror, to drama, to uh, genres you don't, um, we have somebody doing a interactive comedy seance on stage this year. So I don't know what box you want to put that in. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, yeah, mostly I was talking about the length, not necessarily the content. Uh, but it, it's great because we get to see just individual artists throughout uh, the locally and nationally and internationally and just what they can do. Yes, yes, we are um, constantly amazed by the art 
um, that comes out of Oklahoma. Um, these are artists that you may or may not have seen or heard of before, um, but most of them this year are local. Um, and it is, it's so great to see the creativity that comes out of this state. That's fantastic. Lauren, uh, tell me about what it is you're doing. Yeah. Um, well, first off, thank you again for having me on. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I wrote a play, which is kind of fits into the horror, scary thriller type of thing. Um, I submitted it for Theta Crew. was super happy that I got accepted. So we're actually doing rehearsals on it right now. Um, but basically it follows a, a character who has just lost somebody very dear to them. And it follows the stages of grief and like how grief manifests itself like in a physical sense. So it's pretty gruesome. We just did fight choreography yesterday. So we got lots of fights wow. in there. It's super exciting. Um, but basically uh, throughout the story, you see different coping mechanisms that the main character goes through, which ones work, which ones don't, and just how her grief manifests itself and all, and all that stuff. So yeah, it's really fun. It's an exciting show. What's the title of that one? It's called Panacea. Panacea. And when is that one airing? Or when is that uh, running? I guess actually not airing. September 15th, 17th, 20th, and 22nd. I can look up the exact times. I think the first one's at 10 p.m. Well, the great thing is we can also go to your website and yes. Theater Crude's Fest. What is the, the website, Theater Crude's website? Theater Crude's website is theatercrude.org. That's T H E R. I'm sorry, T H E A T R E C R U D E dot o-r-g so theater with an r-e and crude like the oil yeah be able to check out all of the schedules ashley yours what are you what are you doing well i am an actor in uh, a series of vignettes by cat pitt it's basically um yeah a series of absurdist vignettes centering around uh the animal the cat so we basically um are are taking a look into what if cats had evolved like humans. We're looking at, you know, a, a couple of people that are preparing for the musical cats and um, a couple of other, you know, adventures in space along the way. Um, so it's very, it's it's something that, you know, I never thought I would like be doing in a million years, but I'm so grateful that I am because it's so crazy and you just don't know what's coming up next. So. Does it have a title as well? Yes, it's called The Cat Master Cycle. The Cat Master and Cycle. It's, yeah. It's going to be on September 15th, 18th, 23rd, and 24th. That's amazing. So you, the nice thing I get about this, I guess, is the fact that you put this together and, and usually you just do it for a show. Sometimes you might just do it once, but you guys actually get to do it several times. Yeah, I think that's what's really exciting about it is, especially with live theater, you know, you may have a slightly different show each night. So it's really exciting that more audiences get to see it and we get to expand it further than uh, just like a one show or two show. Well, that's the beauty of theater in any in any sh shape or form is that every night, no matter what is going, every performance is going to be different regardless. Yeah. Very yes, entirely. I think that the, it is, um, the beauty of live art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's going to be a different audience. Even if even if everything goes the exact same on the stage, you're going to have different reactions from a different audience. Yeah, I um, I really love the audience here in Oklahoma, and it's true that they are the the final component that makes the festival really shine. Um, we love our audiences, and we're so happy to invite your audience to join our audiences. 
um, because they really are the the ingredient that makes the dish worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, without the audience, we're just in an empty room uh, doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, we love our audiences and they really uh, add um, an indescribable amount of energy to the um, art. And Jenny, how many, how many years has theater crew been going on now? This will be our fourth. That's what I thought. Um, we started in 2019, uh, which then immediately we pivoted in 2020 mm-hmm. um, and then pivoted again in 2021. Um, so here we are in 2022. What's it like putting on these shows that are going to be virtual rather than physical? Yeah, we have been constantly experimenting with that. Um, so in 2020, when everyone was virtual, mm-hmm. we focused more on the this is a live event aspect. So we would live stream a live performance. Or if it was pre recorded, we would have a direct, we would only show it once, essentially, saying mm-hmm. if you want to see this performance, treat it as if it is live. Um, in years since, we have realized that it is an opportunity to increase accessibility. So if you don't live in town, but this interests you, if we have these virtual performances available for the entirety of the festival, you can tune in at your convenience and still get to participate and see some really cool performances. So this year, we're, we're doing that. And where the extra spice we've added this year is not only can you tune in at your own convenience during the festival, we are actually doing an evening on Monday, September 19th. That is all of the virtual productions that we are going to screen. And you can come in, in person, like attending a movie. Wow. Uh, come on out, hang out with your friends, bring some popcorn, watch these performances that have been created for the festival uh, with a group of your friends. That's great. Where is it? Where is theater crew this year? We are at the Jewel Box Theater. Now, where is the, the jewel box is no longer at the old church on 36th street still, is it? Right. It is moved behind it. So it's it like is still... immediately next to it. <laughs> okay. So it's like a hundred feet different from where it used to be. <laughs> oh, that's weird. See, I did shows at jewel box back, uh, about 10 years ago. And so I, I, I was kind of saddened when I heard it was closing, but I never found out where it went. So, yeah, it, yeah. so you don't have to go far. Uh, no, not far at all. It's so it's on the same uh, campus. Um, so they're they're not in the church building anymore. They're in um, what used to be like a gymatorium sort of situation um, building. Still, so like immediately next to the church, um, and they have converted that gymatorium into a modern theatrical space. Oh, that's um, really so wonderful. It's not, uh, you can see the elements of school, cafeteria, gymatorium, mm-hmm. but it is incredibly modernized um, and um, a beautiful space. Is it still in the, is it still kind of in the arena style or is it, is it, is it more proscenium? How, how, what is the setup now of the theater there? It's more of a three quarter thrust. These okay. Days. 
I was it was a thrust before. I just couldn't remember exactly if they'd moved to change it to a distance because that was one of the beauties of Jewel Box was its right. was its thrust style stage where you kind of were you could the audience was kind of part of the show itself. Yeah, it's something that really drew us to this space. Really, that that three quarter configuration still allows for a backstage if the mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, artist wants to utilize it, but it also really does pull the audience in to the piece um, and makes them such a component of the work, um, which we're big fans of. Lauren, is Panacea, does it deal much with, do you do much with the audience participation in your show or is it mostly just kind of on your own? Yeah, we don't really have much audience participation, but we are fairly close to the audience, so they will feel like they are definitely surrounded by it all, Um, but no direct uh, audience participation. Ashley, for you, how about yours? Yeah, we actually, uh, for one of the vignettes, we will be traveling up into the audience and kind of interacting as if they're, you know, parts of of the set. And then in another vignette, we will actually have two um, volunteer audience members coming up and being a, a very big part of the vignette. So <laughs> there's a lot of participation in ours. I figure if you're doing cats, they just have to jump in people's laps for no reason yeah. whatsoever. Basically. <laughs> That's fantastic. How you, uh, Jenny, Adam, you guys have been doing this now for four years. What's the, been the participation as the years have gone by? I know it's kind of odd to say because of the pandemic and everything, but how's the participation been? I'm really good. Um, You hit the nail on the head in that the pandemic, not sure if you knew, but threw everyone for a loop. (laughs) Um, And so we did year one in 2019 and then 2020, we went all virtual. Um, And so then when we came back last year in 2021, it was technically our third year, but in a lot of ways, we were as many businesses um, starting over. So it really felt like one and a half year mm-hmm. instead of our third year um, in a way. Uh, but we're super stoked about having to get an in-person festival two years in a row now <laughs> where like we have the chance for our audiences to really um, be in person with us two years in a row. Um, but yeah, the growth is there and uh, Oklahoma City could not have treated us better. So. That's wonderful. And I'm guessing that if they go to the website, people go to the website, they can see what kind, what, what they might be interested in to see. Yes. Yes. The website is a great resource. Um, there are there are no wrong ways to fringe. Um, so many people uh, find a production that they're interested in and uh, look at the schedule and figure out when they can go and then just sign up for not only that piece, but whatever piece is following um, without knowing almost anything about the next piece um, so that they can see something that they know and they like, they know they have a high chance of enjoying that experience um, and then also want to take a chance on whatever is next. Um, but so the website's really good at, uh, it'll show you all the pieces that we're doing, uh, all the virtual pieces, all the workshops that our artists are presenting, uh, free workshops. And, um, it'll also present that data, 
uh, in a schedule form. So if you need to um, prioritize your schedule on top of um, what specific performance you're seeing, then you can interact with it all that way. Um, there's many great resources on the website. How many total shows do we have? Uh, 15. If you include all of the virtual productions, we have 17. 17. 17 different things that you could see this year. And do we know the breakdown of how many are in person, how many are personal, uh, per virtual? There are five virtual and 12, did my math, 12 in person. <laughs> As a theater person, you don't usually have to worry about math, but yeah, that's a good, <laughs> I think it checks out, yeah. And so how many are, are we talking about locally? Ne nearly everything in person involves local talent in some way. Uh, there are two companies that are coming in from out of town. Um, and then the virtual ones are three out of town, two local. That's great. And has, has that grown much? Has the interest grown much more in, as far as local people wanting to put on these shows? Yeah, yeah. Our applications every year grow. So what's, the, what's the criteria for, for accepting someone into Theater Crude? Uh, it's really about a balanced festival. Um, mm -hmm. So we don't look for the best of the best. We look for the most passionate of the most passionate. Um, so in that way, uh, we have a spread of, I mean, genres and content, like I talked about before, but also um, less professional to more professional. Um, so we have people for whom this is their first professional experience and others for whom this is their 50th professional experience or 80th professional experience. Um, and we try to get a balance of local and out of state. And um, yeah, so it's, it's all about balance. So there's no criteria, criteria as it is. Um, when our artists apply, they don't even, we, we don't require um, a script or a casting or any of that concrete things. They can have those things. The piece can have been done before. Um, but uh, all we require is an idea and the commitment to follow that idea through to completion. Lauren, tell me about yourself. Did you, are you from here in Oklahoma or do you, are you from somewhere else? And is this your first show? Um, yeah, so I actually am a, a local Oklahoman, uh, so born and raised here, and uh, this is actually the second performance of the show, but my first post-college per, uh, performance of it. Uh, I wrote it uh, and performed it for my capstone, worked on it, submitted it to the theater crew, uh, and then, uh, yeah, this will be my first French festival outside of college, so I'm really, really excited to be part of it. Is this your first show that you've, that you've put together, or is it uh, as far as just all together? Um. This is the first show that I've produced post-college. Yeah, I've yeah. done a little bit here and there, but um, professionally, this will be my first one. So definitely different scale. Um, and, and I'm really excited about it. Encompassing it all is a lot, but I think I've got a hold on it. Uh, so um, I know that I've had a lot of support from Theta Crude and, and the whole community around that too, which has been really, really nice. And Ashley, how about you? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah, I am a local Oklahoma artist as well. I was born and raised here. Um, I've lived in a lot of places, but mostly have been here. And I went to OU for musical theater. Mm -hmm. um, I actually was in the first iteration of the Theater Crude Festival, um, which was really awesome. It was an amazing um, addition to the um, OKC theater scene. And um, I have been in um, upwards of 200 productions, whether it be on film or stage or, you know, things like that. Um, so I've been working professionally since I was um, six years old. Um, and I uh, I know that Cat Pitt has also, the writer and the director and basically producer of this production, has also been acting in Oklahoma and doing a lot of different behind the scenes stuff as well for many, many years. Um, and we have a cast of a lot of experienced people as well. So they're all from Oklahoma too. <laughs> Yeah, this has got to be a great opportunity for Oklahomans to be able to do some shows that might be not necessarily in their wheelhouse. Yeah, so, it's a really um, great opportunity for artists to step outside and say, um, you know, I'm not doing this for the paycheck. I'm not doing this for a favor i'm doing this because this is a project i've always wanted to do and i finally have an opportunity to actually do this project that i've always wanted to do um so yeah our artists bring a lot of passion to the projects that they um are participate in when a show comes in do they usually bring their own cast or do they have auditions for the cast or does it vary it will vary depending on who is producing uh, and, and what the needs are of the show. Uh, I know, Lauren, you went through a casting process, but I do also believe that Cat Pitt had people in mind when she created the show and went out and specifically asked. So if either of you want to expand on yeah. what that possibly to you. Yeah, um, I did virtual auditions because I was working on some other projects at the time of uh, auditions uh, that when they could have happened. Um, so I had people send them in virtually to me. So just video auditions. And then, uh, you know, I sent them the script, made sure they liked it. And then we worked from there. And then I did reach out to very specific people to fill certain roles that I knew. I'm like, hey, I know this actor is really good at that. Let me see if they're interested. So it was a, a mixture of it. Um, but we have a really good cast. Uh, I'm really excited about it. They're super passionate about the piece, which is shocking because I feel like I'm the most passionate about it. But they're making me see see that they are, too. Um, but they're very talented. I'm really, really excited for audiences to see it. What is a virtual? So that shows how long it's been since I've done theater. How, what is a virtual? How does a virtual audition work? It basically they just send in their audition. Uh, they record it and then they send it to me. Like a monologue or yeah, yeah, monologue. Just basically a recorded monologue. They send it to me, headshot and resume. Um, whenever I was doing shows before, that's kind of how we transitioned into that during COVID and it seems to work a lot. So accessibility for people. I have one uh, person, she's from Colorado and she just moved here. So uh, she got to send it from Colorado and stuff like that. So much more accessible. Yeah. And Ashley, you're, yourself, talk, talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Cat Pitt, to quote what she told us, she said, um, I invited humans that I just generally really wanted to work with to do this piece because she could see any of us as any of the characters in her vignettes. So she basically said, well, I know that we'd all work well together because, and I love you as theater humans. You're all very professional. So let's get together and just make this piece. 
um, that she's been working on for a long time. And so it is a very much a passion project. We all like each other and we all love working together and we all love the source material. So it came together just very organically. Right. That's the beauty of theater itself is just being able to work with people that you love and you really like hanging around with. Absolutely. So what, uh, tell us just, uh, as we're coming to the end here, tell us just a little bit more about theater crew, what people need to know, uh, Jenny and Adam, whichever one. Uh, sure. Um, so Theater Crude runs September 15th through the 24th um, every day uh, between that period, so 10 days straight. Um, mostly we are in person, but that Monday is a special screening of our virtual pieces. Um, tickets are available on our website, again, theatercrude.org. Um, we also have some... Um, free slash tip jars slash pay what you can events. Mm -hmm. So that Monday night um, virtual screenings, those are all free. And then we have workshops presented by artists that are also free. Oh, wow. um, otherwise our in-person performances are ticketed. Um, tickets are $15 at most. And there are um, discounts available in the form of passes. Uh, so we sell a um, four ticket pass that can be used by four friends to see one thing that can be used by one person to see four things or any combination thereof um for only 48 dollars so that comes down to 12 dollars a ticket um and then we also sell a um unlimited pass where you can come see everything in the festival for only 110 dollars uh which is quite the steal um, yeah. so if you see everything, I haven't done the math exactly, but it's, it's something like, I don't know, $3. If you came to every single of the 40, 40 in-person performances. Um, so yeah, all sorts of different options there. Again, tickets are at theatercrude.org. Um, that's also where you can find the schedule. Uh, and again, we are at jewel box theater which is at 321 northwest 36th street in oklahoma city and you guys are are you guys on facebook twitter all that we are on facebook at theater crude we're on twitter at theater crude and we are on instagram at theater crude okc good deal uh, lauren what about you if people wanted to see some of your works where, where could they find you on the web um my instagram is underscore lauren k l e p um, that's where I post a lot of my stuff. I'm also on Facebook, Lauren Lepke. Uh, I have a website as well. Those are both linked in uh, my bio of both of the, my social medias. I'm not too much of a Twitter person, um, but they can find me there. Um, and I really hope that people come out uh, to see all of the amazing shows. Good deal. And uh, Ashley? Um, yeah, I am on Instagram as Ashley J. Mandanis, no spaces, no underscores. And I'm on Facebook where I post most of my stuff. Ashley J. Mandanis, and also um, have a website linked, and Cat Pitt and the rest of the team. Um, you can find by searching Chaotic Goods. Uh, they have a couple things online as well. Chaotic Goods. I love that name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Guys, thank you so very much. Uh, just let people know that they need to go out and see uh, Theater Crude starting up on September 15th. Great. Thanks so much for having us on, Michael. Thank you, Thank you so much. 
So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okageek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Jenny and Adam Brand, Lauren Lepke, and Ashley Mandenis, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.